everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of Mouthful. I have singer, songwriter, dancer, choreographer, gorgeous, tall, sexy. <laughs> I have Jade Whitney here. Hey, Jenna. Hey, girl. How's it going? Good. I am actually very zen at the moment because we just... I just did some uh, meditation. Some meditation. With my singing bowl. With a singing bowl. And I kind of feel out of body at the moment. (laughs) It's supposed to bring you in your body. I feel inner and outer (laughs) of my body. Okay, okay. Maybe maybe you haven't come back yet. I don't think I... We need to arrive. We need to arrive. We need to arrive back. (laughs) I feel so relaxed and my eyes are heavy all of a sudden. I'm ready for bed. Okay. You have, uh, you're like the definition of a triple threat. <laughs> like, thank you. Your voice is incredible. Actually, every single time that we hang out, I say, Jade, can you sing for me? <laughs> She's incredible. I go to her shows. She is like phenomenal. So let's just start from the beginning. Okay. When you were a young little Jade, what made you want to start dance classes actually so I started singing first okay yeah I started singing when I was about eight years old in the church choir so I did that for a few years Uh, I was really into musical theater when I was a kid I was in my school play I was Annie and Annie oh my god (laughs) the only Asian Annie (gasps) yes but Yeah, so singing was my first passion, and then I was doing, at the Rising Star, they have that, or at the CNE, they have that Rising Star competition, so I was singing in the competition, and I saw another girl tap dancing, and I thought, oh my god, that looks so cool, I want to do that, so yeah, I started taking tap dance classes, and then eventually I started doing jazz, ballet, and then I started doing everything else contemporary wow. afro yeah it actually for some reason it always starts at a fair <laughs> like when i was younger i was in a singing group and we would perform at the ottawa really? fair yeah wow actually the exhibition oh, wow. in ottawa they just like create space for young talented yeah. people isn't yeah. that so funny like, there were like it was called the giant tiger stage and if you were on the giant tiger stage like you've made it yeah oh. yeah so I've, I've been singing since then but I was more into dance for a while okay mm-hmm. so when you decided well first of all let's let's talk about high school for a second did you go to an arts high school yes i went to cardinal carter you Um, were in the dance program there so i started in the vocal music program okay so you always knew that singing was there yeah ever since i was a kid i wanted to be a singer but then it was after that competition i just started to like dancing more i think also at that age dance was more social and I felt that when I was singing, I was by myself. And yes. I was just a kid, so when I would be with all my friends dancing, I guess it just seemed more fun to me at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because when I was younger, I was in musical theater. Okay. And then I also started tap dancing in my musical theater group. And then I signed up for dance classes, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And for some reason, it clicked in my head, too, to prioritize dance. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because there was an element of like dance being cool mm-hmm. and 
singing and acting not being cool. Mm. Did you feel that way too? Yeah, I think also at my school, the singing was classical. Right. Um, I think we did a little bit of musical theater or jazz, but for the most part, it was pretty classical. So right. I didn't. I didn't really resonate with with it at that time. Now I love classical music, but I was so young that to me it was boring. Yeah, right. <laughs> and oh yeah, and so I wanted to, so I switched to the dance program. Oh, you did. Yeah. So like halfway through, I switched. I went to the music program from when I was um, in grade seven till eight, and then okay. grade nine till twelve, I did dance. Wow. Mm-hmm. And all the while you were in competitive, a d- competitive dance program outside of school. Yeah. And what studio did you go to? Um, I mostly trained at Vlad's. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel at such an elite dance school? Because, like, I competed against Vlad's and <laughs> they kicked our asses every single time. <laughs> I mean, my tap solo did pretty well, but we won't talk about that okay. at school. I think the first two years, I wasn't too serious about it. Mm. I think, also, I was new to the studio. I was kind of in the back corner, you know? Right. <laughs> and I I don't know. I, I think I was at that age where you're starting to get interested in partying and your social life and your friends totally. and all that stuff. So by the time I was in grade 10, I kind of thought... I was okay as a dancer, and I was kind of like, mm, I don't think I really have what it takes to be professional, so yeah. I ended up quitting. No uh, Yeah, I, I quit after grade 10. I thought I wasn't going to dance anymore. I just thought I would focus on school. Right. After, after that break where I quit for a bit, I saw my life without dance, and I realized that I needed it. Mm. So after that, yeah, um, grade 11, grade 12, and I ended up doing another uh, victory lap at the studio so you missed it and did Vlad accept you back right away yeah 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 he let me come back oh that's good (laughs) yeah so sometimes when you leave a dance studio it's a little bit like political where they're like Mm. you're out stay out you know I think he asked me to ask the group if I could come back (laughs) I think I had to ask everyone oh my god yeah. yeah I had to ask all the dancers if I could come back and thankfully they let me come back so that was good but, yeah, I think overall the studio is, um, yeah, it's very intense, the yeah. training. So it's it's tough for a lot of people, and I think the competition aspect was tough for me. I don't think I fully realized how tough it was on me at the time. Right. Um, yeah, just a lot of pressure and... You try to think, oh, if I don't win or if I don't do well, it doesn't matter. But yeah. it, I think it's better now I've learned to just be honest with yourself and to, to, like, I always tell my students this when I'm teaching, like, if you, if you don't win, like, you're allowed to feel upset mm-hmm. and, and then you can be logical about it as well. But right. don't just pretend you don't care because otherwise you're lying to yourself, you know? So totally a lot of things I wish I knew back then. <laughs> Because the the oh, yeah. comp the comp world was hard on me, but I'm I'm really glad that I experienced it because yeah. I feel like it just taught me so much. And I know the world is competitive anyway, so it's good to learn that at that age. Totally. Mm-hmm. While you went back to dance, did your vocals 
um, take a backseat? Yeah, I I just sang mostly for fun. I took lessons here and there, but I I was, yeah, I was so into dance then at that point. So I would just sing mostly like in my spare time and in your room and yeah and and if I ever was after I finished at the studio um if I was ever auditioning for some sort of theater show then I would sing but but yeah I I wasn't super into it and I think I had lost confidence in it because I hadn't been training for a while right so it's so funny like when I was younger I was in voice lessons and I quit. I was like, dance is my number one. <laughs> and looking back, I'm like, oh, my parents paid for those classes. Like, why can't I have that now? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So while you um, are putting dance forward, like, like in, in the forefront, mm-hmm. what was your strongest genre of dance for yourself? Definitely contemporary. Okay. That's always been my strongest, and I would say it's still my strongest. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're more of a technical well <laughs> I dancer. guess I guess the contemporary I, I like to do is less technical and more movement based right and has urban influences. Who used to choreograph your solos? Vlad choreographed my solos mostly um, Teddy Forbes did one of my solos. The last year I did my own solo. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I got to work I got to work with Linda Garneau one year. Oh my gosh, so, you got yeah, to do your we, own we got solo. Some great people, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. At my studio in Ottawa, bless their souls. They were so focused on having just their faculty. Mm-hmm. So we never got outside choreographers. Yeah. yeah, I was really lucky. Yeah. To go to Vlad's, I'm realizing, especially just growing up in Toronto in general. Right. I'm really grateful for that. There's so many opportunities, so Totally. So, okay, so then you graduate high school. Mm-hmm. And what is your plan at this point? Well, I so I stayed at Vlad's for another year after high school. I took ah. a year off. And then after that, I actually went to Ryerson for two seconds. Oh, my God. Not for dance. I went for psych. Nice. And I actually really enjoyed it, but I just started getting work through dance and... It kept conflicting, and then I remember the last straw for me was there was a job that I got offered, and it was on the day of my exam, and I just was like, hmm, (laughs) if this keeps happening, how am I going to get through this? I know a lot of people balance it, and they're great, but for me, I think also I found psychology interesting, but I didn't really see myself using it in the future. Totally. I just thought it was really interesting to learn, and I guess... Also, my mom wanted me to have a backup plan at that time. And when she saw that I was getting offered jobs, um, I told her I wanted to drop out, and she was cool with it. So Perfect. Mm-hmm. So then I just started working as a dancer. I started choreographing a little bit, too. So, yeah. Amazing. Mm. You got out early in university, whereas I <laughs> dug myself a hole. You did all four years. Oh, no. I did three okay. years <laughs> at Carleton University. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. I need to leave. I need to go to Toronto and, like, be a dancer and an actor. And when I got to Toronto, I was like, I wasted so much of my parents' money on university. I have to finish. Like, three years? I'm so oh close. Oh, my God. 
So because I dug finish? that hole, I did finish. Okay, that's good. But, you know, could I have gone to any other school? Probably. I got out after like three months, so. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I, I, I usually you didn't even buy your textbooks. I, I usually don't even tell people that I went to school, so. Oh, that's <laughs> totally. Oh, are you going to Oh my gosh. So Jade comes to me. She goes, Jen, I got a new ukulele. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, I thought you already had one. Like, you look and feel like you already had one. Like, how was this your first ukulele? And she literally pulled out another one. And she's like, oh no, it's like, it's just bigger than this one. But I'm selling it. And I was like, how much? She's like, 50 bucks. I was like, I'll take it. Keep in mind, I've never played the ukulele or a guitar in my entire life. And now I own a gorgeous <laughs> ukulele. I'm really excited. I'm excited to see where your journey takes you. This is really the beginning of a. Do you have long nails or no? I do. Because you're going to have to cut them. Uh, Those are not too bad. No, these are bad. They're not super long. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But can I use a guitar pick or no? Yeah, but it, but the nails is because of the left hand. Oh, so I don't know these things yet. <laughs> I'll oh give gosh. you I'll give you a one on one. Okay, okay, perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so um, what are the types of gigs that you start getting in Toronto as a as a newly moved out youngin? So, first job that I got that you can remember. Yes, the first job that um, was kind of bigger was the next star mm. that was for ytv so that was really fun a dance job yes uh i got my actra from that job already and the strain which was um vampire show was the strain sse no it was dancer a real principal dancer yes it was Incredible. guillermo um, del toro who directed pan's labyrinth so Director of Shape of Water. Oscars. Is he the producer or the director? No, He's a director sure. for sure. Yeah, director. I'm pretty sure. He directed The Strain? He was That's one is of the creators a of The shocker. Strain. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he won an Oscar for Best Directing of mm-hmm. Shape of Water. Wow. Anywho... <laughs> So that's cool. You got your actor from those two things. Yeah, so I was pretty lucky. Actually, the strain I had a little bit of an issue with because you met a boy. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no boys yet. We were too focused on our careers at this point. But that's good. I wasn't. I wasn't so focused. <laughs> so I, for the strain, we had to wear contact lenses. Oh, and, the worst. And I had to go to the doctors to get fitted for lenses. I go to the doctors. I also have really bad allergies at this time. And so I told them. And then I didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but they afterwards said that I couldn't do the job. Like, the doctor didn't give me the go-ahead to do the job. So I wasn't able to film the pilot, which I would have made probably five thousand dollars wow so, yeah I, I wasn't able to do it and i was so upset because that was right at the beginning of when i started to work as a dancer and yeah so then a couple months later they were looking for more dancers for the strain and so i went to my agent and i said i really want to do the job i 
feel like I can wear contact lenses now. Can I go back to the doctor? And so I ended up going back to the doctor by myself and they told me I was okay to wear the contact lenses and then I was able to do the job. So oh I was God. so glad that I went back because no one really told me to, but I just felt like I felt like I needed to, otherwise I was always gonna feel like, oh, what if? Right. So then I ended up doing, um, I think it was two seasons, a couple episodes. So wow. yeah, it was it was really good. If someone, if if production told me to wear contact lenses, mm-hmm. I really don't think that I could. Really. I have a huge problem with touching my eyes. Oh. Like I can't physically touch them. Visine, forget it. Like eye drops, forget it. Like. <gasps> Eye doctor, oh my god. You know, okay, there's a scene from a movie called The Phantom where this guy looks through a lens and then sharp knives hit him in the eye. Like, I'm such a freaky eye person that I I probably would say no. Yeah, and these contacts were huge. They weren't just normal contacts. And they were uncomfortable, but it was my first big job, so I would have done anything just to do it, you know? Yeah, so that was... That was really great, and since then I just kept doing more film and TV stuff, and at that time also I did a show with Emma Portner. We put it on, we were like 19 years old. Wow. And we just did it at Dance Makers. So, Emma Portner, Mm -hmm. choreographer in the Purpose World Tour, (laughs) and Bad Out of Hell. Mm-hmm. Currently married to, what's her name again? Ellen Juno. Page. Ellen Page. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Must be nice. <laughs> so, um, you collab with her, you do a production. Yeah. Yeah, we did a show. I just, I don't know why, I just really wanted to put on a show and I had never even really choreographed. It was kind of crazy. Now looking back, I'm like, why would I have decided to do that when I had no experience? But I'm glad that I did because, well, A, it was fun, but B, it kind of got me started on choreographing at studios. Right. So the studio saw my work in the show, and so they would ask me to start choreographing. Um, And Vlad helped me out a lot, and he gave me some pieces to choreograph. so, So I ended up getting started with choreography pretty early. That's amazing. Who is your agent at the time? I'm with Acosta. I'm still with them. You were born and raised Acosta. <laughs> born and raised. From the jump. Uh, since since I was, I think, graduating high school. Around then. D- really? Since maybe right after I finished high school. I just want to say, my experience of getting an agent was not so sublime. <laughs> Mine took years of sweat <laughs> and tears. Good for you. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> well, I, yeah, so I, I submitted actually once, and I never heard back. And then right. half a year later, I submitted again. and Or I called them the second time, and I submitted again. And I sent my dance stuff, and then he asked me, Peter asked me if I could send a singing video. I recorded video. it, like, right that second, sent it to him, and I remember him saying to me, he was impressed with how quickly I just recorded that right now. Right. And, and yeah, so, that's why I always say to people, I'm just, persevere, because I, 
I did submit the first time and I never heard back, so I could have just stopped there, but I was really like, I need to get with that. Yeah. <laughs> Until I hear a no. Um, do you have a lot of work coming your way, or like, how are you even making money at this point? <laughs> mostly, mostly I was still teaching. I was teaching, and... and at Vlad's. Yeah, I, it was just a mixture of teaching and of doing film and TV whenever it came around and I was also catering at some point. Amazing. What company? Yeah. Food Dudes. Food Dudes. <laughs> By the way, Food Dudes catered my engagement party oh, wow. that you were at. But I didn't work with them a ton. Just okay. a, cu- a couple times. With Akira. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I totally remember this. So yeah, and, and then I was doing choreography and stuff as well. So Amazing. Mm-hmm. So then... um when did you pursue voice as your number one? Like, when did that so, even start? So, when I was 20, so four years ago. Must be nice. I, <laughs> I wanted to move to L.A. to be a dancer, to backup dance, I guess do more film and TV, but I really wanted to backup dance. Yeah. That was my main goal at that time, and so I got an agency in LA to sponsor me and I finished my visa package and then I did the MMVAs here. Right. Nick Jonas. Yes, Nick Jonas. And I just had a moment where I realized that that wasn't my calling. And you already (laughs) paid for your visa? I just finished putting together my portfolio. Wow. So I didn't pay for the visa yet. Okay. But I really was wanting to move there soon. But that happened, and I just realized that I loved to do jobs like that, but it wasn't what I was meant to do. What about that exact experience? Was it Nick Jonas's breath? Was it, like, <laughs> was it his? Um, I just realized that it wasn't me. Totally. Yeah. And I realized that it was a part of me, but it wasn't the it wasn't the most important part of me, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. So I still love to dance like that, but I just knew that that wasn't really what I was supposed to offer to the world. So then totally. I was really lost for about half a year. I had no idea what I wanted to do because I started to lose my passion for dancing. Every job I did after that, I just didn't enjoy it anymore. And I was so confused because I had loved dance so much for so right. long that I wasn't sure where to go next. Because I hadn't... I wasn't immediately like, okay, let me do music now. I just thought I had, like, nothing. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So then, like most people do, I was like, I'm going to go find myself in, in Asia. So <laughs> The best way to find yourself. Yeah, so I went backpacking in Southeast Asia. Right. And that was my plan to, um, to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Right. And just to, just to see the world. I hadn't really traveled like that. I hadn't backpacked before, so... Yeah. So it was a crazy experience, and when I went, I sat myself beside a mountain in Thailand, and I just said to myself, if if I could do anything in the whole world, and I could do it, and I was good enough, what would I do? And that's when it hit me that I wanted to do music Mm. and it scared me because I 
knew that was a whole other journey. Even though I had a background in singing, it I've had to go like backwards. Cause you were already not developed, but you were you were set as a dancer. It, it would have been obviously a dance career is is also very hard. But I feel like I had put in so many more years to 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 that career that it would have been more familiar for sure. A hundred percent. And to switch to music at that point was going into the unknown the foreign industry yeah 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 and and yeah and I hadn't been I hadn't been training um and I just never saw myself as a singer I think the thing is when I went to Thailand the best thing about traveling for me is that you see yourself you see yourself from the inside instead of from the outside because when I'm in when I was in Toronto I couldn't see myself as anything but a dancer because that's how everyone saw me everyone saw me as a dancer choreographer but then when I went to Thailand I was able to look at myself just from my own point of view and I had realized that I I didn't want to be what everyone saw me as anymore so yeah so that was the beginning of that journey and when you got back from your land of thailand who did you reach out to to even start that process i actually reached out to everyone that i knew that does music amazing (laughs) like every single person that i knew and i asked them for advice so you know what i hate i hate when you hear stories of successful people and they're like yeah i moved to la i got an agent and then this 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 happened no tell us the knit and grit about the in-betweens like how did you reach out to that person why did your agent sign you why was there like like you know what I mean so like when people are like oh yeah like I got signed by this agency or I got picked up by LA Reed like in LA like no how did the hell did you get there so when you like you were just reaching out to people yeah I just messaged everyone that I knew that was doing music and I met up with a couple people my friend Alex I met up with yes. yeah everyone just gave me advice and I think I made a lot of mistakes the first year the biggest one was I should have just and I think I was for some reason I was just in such a rush to make music and share it and if I there's like anything I could go back and do was just to just take time and just work on it for like two years, right. two, three years and just write stuff and not share it and not spend so much money recording and all of that stuff. But I mean, I learned from all of it. So, so where did you feel like you wasted? What did you waste your money on in the first year? Well, so I was going through a breakup. And right. So I, I had a lot of inspiration to write. So I was writing a ton of songs. But once the breakup happened, I just... I was so heartbroken that I completely lost myself as a person. Yeah. Like, the music I was making yeah. was very flirtatious and yes. sexual. Ooh. And... It's kind of interesting because it's like what I was saying with, like, dancing for Nick Jonas. It's, Mm -hmm. like, the choreo was, like, sexy. 
and it's a part of me, but it's not the most important part that I'm supposed to share. So it's like, it's like I hadn't learned that lesson yet. I was still going to that world. First of all, when anyone is broken up with, or I mean, I hate to give that away, but, (laughs) but the confidence level of a human being I've been broken up with, I know how this goes. Your confidence level is so shot to shit Mm -hmm. that you are only basing this off of your appearance and your sexual self. You're like, wait a minute, you're breaking up with me because you're not whatever, infatuated or whatever the case may be. How do I improve that about Mm -hmm. myself? Yeah, you, yeah, you think you're not good enough. And exactly. You how you can be good enough or attractive or whatever. So, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I, so the music I was making back then was just really not me. But I guess it was me at the time. Like, it's not me now mm-hmm. and not me naturally. But it was like what I had used as like a protective mechanism um, because I was so heartbroken and all of that and I don't blame the the heartbreak but it's just my explanation mm-hmm. I think I still could have I think there's ways that I could have realized this but I just didn't at the time mm-hmm. so um so yeah so I was recording these songs and like they were they, they were like they were I, I really don't think they were good. I but just <laughs> like everything that you do. So. But, um, so I spent money on recording. I spent money on filming music videos and all that stuff. And it's just funny because now that I have more knowledge about music and singing, when I listen to those recordings, I'm like, oh my god, they, I sound so bad. But at the time, I couldn't hear it. And it's just, mm. it's just like anything. Like, once you become more... Oh, my God, my old dance videos? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, and when you yeah. didn't know better, you thought maybe it was good, right? Exactly. And then you learn more, and then you go back, and you're like, oh, my God, this is awful. So that's how I feel about everything I did the first year. Um, the writing, I think, was better than the actual, like, musical aspect of it. But right. anyway, so I did this one music video, and this was like... <laughs> This is, like, probably the worst day of my life, but also the best because it completely woke me up out of this crazy trance that I was in. So, basically, I shot a video for one of my songs, and I had some friends there, and long story short, we had this huge falling out because of the fact that I was, A, not aware of... I wasn't thinking about them. I wasn't thinking about them and their experience with the video and I was just being selfish and thinking of myself and but also not completely realizing it but the basically the choreo was really sexy and some of the dancers had an issue with that and I wasn't I wasn't aware of it at the time but it was also my fault so I ended up losing a couple friends from this shoot and it was still to this day like one of the most devastating things that has ever happened to me because I think sometimes losing friends is harder than losing a boyfriend even Mm -hmm. depending obviously but these are people that I really cared about and I was really close to and it still it still affects me was it the storyline that they were offended by honestly 
<laughs> it's just funny to think back because I'm so different now, but at that time, I wanted this video to be like, you know, like the weekend, like how they have these really sexy after party, like. Yeah. Okay, so it was kind a of. A la every music video in the entire okay, world. Yeah, yes. Basically. So it was that kind of concept. And it was just, it was just very sexual. And I'm so glad, though, that all of that happened because obviously I wish I didn't have those falling outs and lose those friends. But, right. but if that didn't happen I wonder when I would have woken up because that was the moment that I realized I wasn't being myself Mm -hmm. like when I all of a sudden I lost all these people I I was forced to look at myself and and think like do I like myself because when the thing is when everyone likes you everyone gets along with you you're never tested with do you actually like your own self? Because as soon as everyone turns and leaves, you all of a sudden you're like, you, you your self awareness is see, yeah. You see yourself through their eyes exactly. And so they they don't like you. So you, you are all of a sudden like, well, what's wrong with me? You know, yeah. like, do I do I like myself? So it yeah. So I lost my boyfriend that year, and I lost a couple of really close friends, and. Yeah, it just forced me to learn how to love myself. And mm-hmm. it, took, it took a while and it's still a process, but because I had to I had to give myself the love because I wasn't getting it from them anymore, basically. And yeah, and I just realized I was like, what am I doing? I'm not Beyonce. Like, why am I trying to make music like this? And I mm-hmm. it's crazy. But I I'm I've learned to forgive myself for all of that because I honestly, like, if I would have known better, I would have done better. And I just didn't know better back then. That is the classic (laughs) Oprah Winfrey line. I know. (laughs) When you know better, you do better. Yeah, and I would have. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, like, if those were your real friends. I mean, I'm very spiritual. I know you are. And I... Believe that there are people in your lives who, even if they're not your friends anymore in real, in this reality, mm-hmm. I think that those people are still my friends in a soul sense because they taught me this lesson. Oh, you know I mean? interesting. So it's like they were like teachers in my life. Uh, yeah. So like, I still consider, I don't know, I still consider that like a friend because they taught me this huge thing that I wouldn't have maybe learned without them, so. That's a really nice perspective. Mm. I think people can learn a lot from that. Mm. So yeah, so then after this this video fiasco. Right, <laughs> catastrophe. catastrophe. <laughs> it really People forced- dropping like flies. <laughs> it really forced me to be like, okay, so what am I doing here? And yeah. something needs to change, so. Then I just started actually working on music, not sharing stuff, but just working on it on my own for a couple years and writing. Where do you see yourself in five years? What are you, yeah, what's your goal? I feel like I have different roads that I want to take. Totally. So for me, I find that I just like to have totally different experiences. And I guess a lot of people are like that. But 
I would love to go on a tour one day. Mm-hmm. But I would also... Your own tour? Yeah, I'd love to. That would be that would be so amazing. But another thing I really want to do is I want to write a book one day. Mm. Fiction and or nonfiction or biographical? Nonfiction. Cute. Um, I always read nonfiction. And then I also am getting more into acting. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do a role at some point in my life. So totally. Those are, right now. Those are, yeah. Those that's what I would want to do. If it was some sort of acting with music involved, that would be mm-hmm. so cool. Like something like Stars Born. Mm, I was just thinking that, that would be like my dream, because then it encompasses to, everything yeah, that to you act, do. I would get to sing, and the singing is not like. Because a lot of times it's, like, usually musical theater when it's, like, acting and singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. But that one is, like, the kind of music that I like, yeah. too. So that would be really cool. So we'll see. But I'm just trying not to rush. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to take my time. Would you ever write for other artists? Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who inspires you? Hmm... So many people, but I'm trying to think of, it's funny, the first person that came to my mind was Oprah. Duh! Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, Amazing. Yeah, I, I love listening to her podcast. And yeah, if I Oprah, are you coming for me? <laughs> are you, does she have a podcast? She's one of the people that I want to meet the most in my life. 100%. Don't even get me started about Oprah with <laughs> She's my mother, but it's a whole other story. Let's not even go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, she inspires me. Um, I think I'm inspired by tons of tons of artists in general, but the people that most inspire me are probably people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, my therapist that I go to is one of my biggest inspirations. She's more like a spiritual healer. Does she, is she the one that Andrew goes to in her basement? Um, oh, no, that's a different one. Oh, different one. Yeah, okay. that's... She, uh, I go to her as well. She's okay. great. Um, but Alex, she's my, like, spiritual healer person. Um, and she... She is, like, one of the people who has completely changed my life. Like, one of the most important people in my life. Right. Because... Before I started going to her, I had been depressed probably, like, since I was about 15. Oh, my God. And after I went to her, um, I just feel like there's still ups and downs, depending, obviously, on situations. But overall, I've I've been living, like, so much more wholeheartedly like since since going to see her and um and having experienced like the depths of like the depression that I used to experience since before so she's like the best and I just feel like whenever she gives me advice I take it like you know how like sometimes your parents tell you to do something you're like oh whatever or even your friends but like she's the one person that she tells me something I will like listen to her (laughs) So she's been really totally. helpful for me. 
and it's just nice to feel like someone older and wise mm-hmm. is there to support you. I go to her like every two or three weeks, no matter what. Even if I'm super happy, even if everything's going great, mm-hmm. I always go to see her. She just keeps me on track. <laughs> I don't see a therapist, but I think I should. Yo, you should go to her. She's the best. Okay. I am honestly like her agent. I've gotten like I think thirteen of my friends. Um, you should be her. getting ten percent. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and like everyone that goes is always like, wow. It's really helpful. Some people just go a couple times. Some people will go, like, regularly. But for me, it's been, like, the most helpful thing in my entire life. (laughs) What is it about spirituality that you're connected with? Like, I'm (laughs) such a... Even in a yoga class, like, I'll laugh. Like, I don't have that spiritual (laughs) essence. Like, I can't even, like meditate without laughing you just can't get there can't get there do you feel like a connection to the universe no you don't feel anything genuinely no like do you do you feel that um there's nothing but the physical i actually um no i'm like a sensual human being like i feel other people's energies but i don't feel the energy from the universe yeah but do you like after you die do you think you just die oh my god uh i i think so yeah i'm such a realist my dad's the exact same way Mm -hmm. i think we are kaputs gonskis (laughs) like we're off jewish yeah i know we don't really think about that oh okay yeah there's no heaven there's no hell there's no life after death. No, we're like kind of just like, bye, yeah. <laughs> bye, peace out. No, we don't think like that. <laughs> I, think, I think the thing is, usually, it's natural for you to go through this spiritual awakening kind of thing when you're nearing death. So usually people don't start to think about it when you're, until you're like 70 or 80. Like, that's no. like natural for a human, right? Right. Um, because you're not close to it, so you're not seriously thinking about it. Right. Um, like, even if I ask you, you're just, like, casually pondering it, but you're not, like, for real nearing it. You know what I mean? I think spirituality... Okay, never mind. I think it, I think it helps... I mean, if I was nearing death, God forbid, like, I would rely on spirituality and be like... <laughs> Please take me somewhere that's, like, I'm going to love, you know? But, but... But I just mean that that's probably why you haven't thought about it, like, a ton. But why are you thinking about it? Because when I was, um... I would say that I started learning about spirituality when I was 20. Around the same time that I started realizing I didn't want to backup dance and all that mm. stuff. I was really, really depressed. And I was very suicidal. And also a lot of trauma was coming up for me like since I was from when I was a kid and I so because I was like feeling depressed and suicidal I was thinking about death a lot and just that I think I just had a moment well there was one specific day where I just realized that I wasn't gonna like commit suicide and when I made that decision I just like I don't know, something just clicked for me. There was so much suffering that I had to just, like, surrender. I had to just give in to it and just... I felt like... 
all the the dark thoughts like so because I was thinking about life after death at that time I was also realizing that I wasn't going to be able to live on the earth without learning how to be happy or to like heal myself so then people started coming into my life randomly that would just start teaching me things like about the chakras and just like people would be recommending me books and I felt like at the time I wasn't believing in God yet so my boyfriend at the time because I was so depressed he was he he believed in God and he said to me can I can I just pray for you and I was, I was like, uh, like, sure, whatever. I was so, I was so, like, desperate that I was like, okay, whatever. Pray like, to pray, anything at yeah, this point. Yeah, just pray for, pray to whatever. And right. so he would, he would pray and he would say, like, God, please help Jay. Like, and he would say a prayer. And eventually I would just start to pray too because I was just so desperate and I wanted to get better. So somewhere along the way I just started to believe it and I started to read books and I started to all of a sudden feel this connection to the universe that I never felt before and that completely saved me like even now if I ever go through hard times and if I ever lose my connection to spirit I the only way that I'm able to come back to happiness and to being myself again is through spirit Mm -hmm. so I mean I personally don't have a therapist because (laughs) I have you (laughs) and whenever I have an issue or uh, like I'm self-reflecting or whatever Jade gives me the most (laughs) thorough in-depth helpful explanation of what the hell is going on (laughs) and I really think that it's because of your readings and what you've gone through and and your research on spirituality yeah it's definitely my main focus yeah like I I love music I love dance and all that stuff but I think that um this to me is like my this is I feel like this is my calling right to learn about this and learn about spirituality and share that and share it through music, share it through whatever medium, or even Amazing. just through talking, yeah. Where can people find you on Instagram, YouTube? Um, yeah, I have Instagram. My name is Jade Rain, but the I is a number one. Ooh. <laughs> so that's my Instagram. And yeah, YouTube, I have two two songs on YouTube and I have some songs on Apple Music and Spotify and all of those platforms. Yes. Is it under Jade Rain or Jade Whitney? It's under Jade Rain. Jade Rain. Yeah. So all of my music is under Jade Rain. So you guys can go check that out. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Jenna. I love you so much. I love you. And at at the end of every single show, we go, it's not worth a bite unless it's... A mouthful. Yes! (laughs) I love you. Bye, guys.